Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And on today's episode, we are talking all about paranormal calls. But first, do we need any haunted updates? Um, no, not really. I can't think of either. I can't. The only thing that's happened to me, like, very, like, paranormal wise was, um, I don't, I, I feel like we have, like, this, this boy entity that, like, hangs out, like, this young kid, like, four or five years old. And I think he came with us, like, from an investigation, even though, I don't know, we were pretty good about saying, like, don't follow us. You back, you know? Um, but, but, um, and I see him out of the corner of my eye sometimes, and sometimes in my, like, third eye. But the other day I was doing laundry and I saw from my peripheral vision, like somebody running, like a little kid running. And, you know, for those that listen to us actively know, I have like twin brothers that live in the same house as us that are very young. They're seven. And then we have a five-year-old son. So I was thinking, oh, maybe it's one of them. I go look and I like, like, before I go look, I legit hear a kid talking. It didn't sound like my brother's or Killian. It just sounded like, it sounded like a kid though. So I was like, all right, you know? And so I go look for Killian. He's sleeping. And then I found my brothers and I was like, Hey, did any of you guys go by the laundry room or did you guys like say anything? They were like, no, we were actually like super into this video. So, you know, we were quiet. So. Yeah. It's a regular day here at the Sanchez household. Yeah. But, like, the little boy, for whatever reason, doesn't, like, he doesn't want to help. He just wants to stay here. Because um, I'll find, like, Killian's toys sometimes moved. Or, like, some of some of the toys just in a different position. And, yeah. And sometimes you'll hear... See, it's hard because, like, we, we have little kids in the house. But, um... Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. That's just the most like that made me go because I legit heard like kid a kid talking. So even though sometimes you know like I have abilities, it still freaks me out sometimes when I hear stuff and it's like, whoa, I just heard that, you know? Yeah, I mean, most of the times my my hand is ready to like pull anything I see within a second. Like when, like my hands, <laughs> if I made this joke to Mike, it's like I'm reaching for a gun that I don't have, yeah. but it's just my hand is like flexing, ready for like to fire. Boom! Got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, this thing isn't like dark. It would have charged Isaac's hand, and like I would have gotten like a warning sign from it. And sometimes, like I hear like killing and like laughing with somebody, and so I'm thinking it's just maybe this little kid that came with us. Um. You know, from another location or something like that. Because, like I said, nothing dark, like, in this in the area that I've, like, heard him before or kind of seen him. Um, yeah, there's been nothing, like, dark presence-wise about him, so. Mm-hmm. Did you know that theory? I think we talked about it a little bit a couple episodes ago or last episode about how, like, dark entities can sometimes portray themselves as kids to... Kind of like make you trust them. Yes. So, anyways, on to today's episode, uh, paranormal calls. And I guess we'll throw in here as well how technology has worked with the paranormal. 
Yeah. We kind of touched on that technology and the paranormal a little bit more, but how almost the technology can can communicate spirits through the um, electronic waves and such. So, um, which I put that at least because I know from a few experiences from uh, Zoom meetings and other stuff and um, I guess Instagram calls and such. Mm-hmm. But um, I was I was able to feel stuff through electronic waves and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I knew I know at least my ability works to that. I know yours as well, mm-hmm. especially when you're. <laughs> You're trying to talk to the psychic, especially. It's almost like things get overpowered. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, um, so going into this episode, I was actually one of the ones that were kind of like approached Isaac about the, doing this topic because I was on TikTok and I kind of went down a rabbit hole of these stories. Um, of course, I had like one like pop up on my For You page and then I was kind of like hooked into this because it's kind of insane. Um, some of these stories, um, they're not all dark. Some of them are lighter in the lighter sense. Like it's almost like a deceased loved one's like last goodbye, like that kind of thing. Oh, I know. I know two that I've heard that are pretty scary. Yeah. And then there's others that are scary. And then there's even some, cause the one that kind of got me started on the subject was a 911 call. Um, so it was a CBS, um, news report. And it was this guy, you know, like talking about how this 911 operator, um, got this call from what essentially was an abandoned funeral home. So this is what happened. So the, a call came in, 911 operator, you know, so like 911, how can I help you? Whatever. And it was static. It was just static. And, you know, she was trying to get them like, Hello, hello, can I help you? Can I help you? You know, and the call dropped. Well, by law, you have to call back. They have to call back and make sure it's not an emergency. So they call back, and again, it's this weird static. And you can actually listen to the 911 phone call. Um, the CBS people actually like play it in the news skit. And um, so they call back and it's the same static and then it stays static. You know, the operator's like, hello, can I help you? Can I help you? You know, like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Can you tell me where you're at? Can you tell me your name? And it's just static. And then at the very end, you hear help me and it clicks, right? So obviously the 911 dispatcher didn't, you know, want to just like not send anyone out there. So they sent a patrol car. And they found out that the call was coming from an abandoned funeral home. Um, and so they looked around the, the area and everything was boarded up. There was no signs of break-in. Everything was dark. Like, there was no lights on. Like, someone had been there. Everything was boarded up because it um, had been out of service for quite a bit. And there was no electricity in there whatsoever. And it was from a landline phone. Is there a movie coming out? Recently, it's kind of based on the, uh, not based on. There's that. probably, there, I mean, there's no. A he's lot. Ethan Hawke, where he he's he's kidnapped and killed kids, like a, a numerous amount of them, and there's a phone with like it's disconnected, but um, each time the phone rings, it's a kid who's been killed by him. Ethan Hawke's what? character, that's insane. and they're trying to help him escape by things that they did in the past but failed on. Wow, probably no, the fuck it's know. called. I know someone who's listening. He's like, "Oh yeah, that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah." I don't remember what it's called, but I remember seeing it. 
And it looks pretty good. So Yeah. So that's a story that kind of got me sparked into this. And then I started looking at the comments and there was a lot of people that said, like, there was one person that said um, that this one isn't as creepy. This one's kind of more of a, well, it is kind of creepy because, um, but like a family member of theirs had died by drowning. And before um, they even knew that he drowned, a phone call came in and it was just nothing but underwater, you know. And that's the thing that some of these phone calls, you know, they say it's a glitch. They say they don't know for sure if it's paranormal, but some of them are kind of like, well, I don't know how that would happen with a glitch. Um, so, so yeah. Um, so when I was researching, one of the places, of course, I went to was Reddit because, you know, everybody says their creepy stories and says they're stories on there um so there is this person um that wrote in and said it was submitted under the forum of paranormal encounters and it was submitted by user srxlysy um and they wrote last night my mom came rest uh racing into my room yelling at me to stop calling her i half asleep told her i hadn't been on the phone since i fell asleep she grabbed my phone and showed me how I called her eight times and sent a voicemail. I worryingly told her I had been sleeping and my phone was on silent. We listened to the voicemails and heard loud, heavy breathing and rummaging around, then my mom walking down the stairs. That's when the voicemail ended. We checked around the house, scared, because this was around midnight. There was nothing. We went back to sleep after discussing what it could have been. Um, her idea was that it was her grandmother. She died less than a year ago and had some of her ashes in an urn in her room. Um, my family, not just my mom and I, have also encountered paranormal events thinking it was her too. The night of her death, my grandfather had said he experienced someone touching him while he was trying to sleep and it felt like someone was jumping on the bed. We all thought of it, nothing of it, but with more of my family going through this, the more worried I get. So a lot of her, a lot of the comments on that story was that like, hey, you had you fell asleep with your phone and you rolled over it and butt dialed. Um, but a lot of the stories too, like on Reddit forums and stuff like that, talk about um, situations like this where you know, like they believe a deceased loved one has called. Um, is that a real one? But it should remind me of something. Hmm. Uh, did you ever see the movie The Right? No. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, some other no-name actor. Um, basically, um, uh, Anthony Hopkins plays an exorcist priest mm. who's teaching a younger priest how to like take over and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And later on, Anthony Hopkins' character gets possessed. Priest mm. gets possessed, right? Oh, that. Ugh. Right? But in the early part of the movie, uh, the young priest's father is uh, dying. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know he's dead. His father, he doesn't know his father's dead, right? Because um, the part of the movie, you know his father's dead, but he doesn't know his father's dead. Yeah. So he gets a call from his father. who just passes away at this time, right? Mm-hmm. And he calls, and you hear, like, a, a light, like, a, like, a, like almost like a, someone, like, start, like, uh, lit a match, right? You hear mm-hmm. the flame. They hear his father come through and goes, like, Will, or whatever the character's name was, right? Mm-hmm. He goes, Dad, yeah, what, what's going on? It's like, they're, they're hurting me. Ew. Right? And he goes, who's hurting you? And it's like, the phone just clicked off. Yeah. Well, some of these stories, like, I'm not, I haven't even hit, like, the most creepiest, like, ones. 
Um, there was one that was on TikTok. Now, I don't know 100% like the backstory behind it. And that's why I originally wasn't one of the stories that I chose to put in here. But I guess I'm going to throw it in here anyways. Um, it was one of those ones that was shared around a lot. And it was a nine, obviously the 911 calls, you know, it gets recorded. And so you hear this guy, cause I heard the actual, um, like call and this guy calls and goes, um, like there, there's a dead body. I need to report a dead bo- body. I need to report it. Like I'll very, very, like it just, I can't even describe the emotion. It's just like sad, just scary. Like it, it's just bad. And the 911 call, uh, the operator goes, you know, like where you're at, like the typical questions, like, where are you at? Are you witnessing a body? And he was like, I'm, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's in the middle of nowhere. The perfect place, the perfect place. And it was just like distraught. Like this guy is distraught. And he's, and so he's like, I don't know where it's at, but it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, just look for a truck and there's a body. Um, and she goes, uh, do you know the deceased? Oh, yeah, I think it's like, do you know the deceased? Are you by the deceased? And he screams. He goes, I am the deceased. Right? And then click. And when they tracked the number, it was it, it was an unknown number. And so, obviously, some people say, well, could it be the killer? Like, someone killed the person, and it's the person? Or is it really the deceased person? Or, you know, what? So I thought that was interesting. I heard the actual 911 call and the distraught in his voice. I mean, at the same time, for all the true crime fans out there, I mean, you know, yeah. it could be a killer too. But okay. So another interesting I found, a uh, thing I found was apparently there's a book by parapsychologist D. Scott, I think his name is, last name is Rogo and Raymond Bayless. Interesting last name. Pretty cool. Um, and their 1979 book, Phone Calls from the Dead, which I think was interesting because, you know, like, we didn't have cell phones. It was mainly landline. I mean, you did have cell phones, but landline phones. 979. 979? When were they? The first cell phone, they start, well, granted, um, they probably had military phones. You're talking about the phones. block phones. That no, was in the a, 80s. That's like a home phone, right? Like, late 80s. Okay, so the <laughs> fact that this is a big thing is interesting, mm. even then. Um, cause you know, like obviously cell phones can have glitches. Landlines, I would think are harder to have glitches on because it's a landline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but their each research had been stimulated by a report in the September 1976 Fate magazine from Don B. Owens of Toledo, Ohio, Ohio, concerning his. We about to say Ohio. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, I'm not the best reader out louder. Okay, <laughs> Toledo, Ohio, concerning his close friend, Lee Epp. They had lived in the same neighborhood for years before Lee moved away, and their contact became limited to occasional meetings or telephone calls. On October 26, 1968, so this is like in the 60s, so we're talking about like retro phone. Mm. At 10.30 p.m., Don's wife, Ethel, answered a, phone, a telephone call and immediately recognized the voice as that of Lee. He said, Sis, tell Don I'm feeling real bad. Never felt this way before. Tell him to get in touch with me the minute he comes in. It's important, Sis. Uh, Ethel tried to ring him back but got no answer. Neither did Don when he came in. That evening, Don learned that Lee was in a coma in the hospital six blocks from their house and died at 10.30 p.m. 
It would have been impossible for Lee to have made the call himself in that condition, yet Ethel had repeatedly, or had immediately recognized his voice. Mm. 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 Bam, bam, bam. Like, I wonder if there's, I understand how cell phones can um, pick up the, the waves of the dead, essentially, mm. and send it through, because we're essentially calling through radio waves in the air. Yeah. Um, And then cell phones, stuff like that, how they, the, the different, um, wish I knew more about this, but essentially how radio waves move through the air yeah. and like even Wi-Fi moves around us and through us at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand about that picking up, say, a spirit as it carries the voice through and you pick up to your phone, mm-hmm. your cell phone. Landlines always seem a little more difficult because it's yeah. direct from direct. That's what I'm saying. If it's on a landline, I don't know how somebody, someone, because like there's apps that you can, like prank calling apps because I did this as a kid. You did it to me. Yeah, I've done it to you a couple times. <laughs> uh, um, but where you can change your phone number to something else, where it'll pop up on caller ID as something else. I mean, scammers do it too. So, I mean, but we're talking about that technology kind of came out in like, what, the 2000s? Maybe even the mid 2000s. So mm. in the 60s, in the 70s, 80s, I mean, this was not, I don't even think they had caller. No, they didn't have caller ID. No. No, sorry. My. Get a pick up the phone and uh, hello. Yeah. yeah. Who is this? My paper. Yeah. What? Yeah, you can't do a good old timey voice from that age. Yeah. Um. So, like, literally, you can find paranormal phone call stories all over the place. You can find it on Reddit. You can find it um on Thought Catalog. You can find it on a bunch of different websites that we reference a lot. Mm. Um. There was a specific. Article by liveabout.com, which they technically, they, I don't think they are like a straight paranormal website, but they have like paranormal stories and stuff. And, um, some of these are pretty interesting and some of them aren't so dark. They're just kind of like, again, the loved one kind of like coming through. Um, but this one's called Say Goodbye Grandpa by Leroy L. My husband lost his grandfather a long time ago, but just recently he has been experiencing something really weird. He has seen his grandfather's name on our caller ID, so he thought somebody was calling from his grandfather's house. That was the first time and no one was even home. Just today, for the second time, he was at work and clearly, along with his co-workers, heard the phone ring. He answered it on the first ring, but only heard a dial tone. When he looked at the phone's directory, which had no caller ID, but list who he has called, he saw the grandfather's name again. What could this be? How could this be happening? I can tell you. I don't know, like, the logistics, but I do know, like, for instance, with us, like, I hate saying it because some people out there are probably going to be like, what the hell? That's not true. Like, that's creepy. That's like, that does not happen. But like, for instance, you know, like autocorrect, you'll have autocorrect that autocorrects your messages and you're like, there's no way, Mm. right? Like, I'm not even saying that. Are you trying to spell happy and you get bread? Yeah. No, well, okay, so I used to get that, and I was like, what the heck? And it would only be when I was talking to Jess, who is another, you know, um, paranormal enthusiast, and she's a psychic medium, and uh, you guys have heard me talk about her a bunch on here. Um, But we would talk to each other, and sometimes our words would change. Like, messages would come through through the phone. And I still, to this day, don't know how that happened. Because I put that to the test. Like, we actively put that to the test. Like, it'll change a complete... I don't even... 
I don't even know, completely different word that doesn't make any sense. I've never used before. You know, it wasn't in like the catalog that's in my phone of like words that I actively use. Um, but it has some meaning to what we're talking about, which is kind of insane. So I don't know. I don't know what it is, how they can manipulate, you know, the technology and get stuff across. I don't know. What do you think about it? Technology we use today is paranormal investigators. Yeah. Right. To, uh, have them push EMF energy into an object to get it in order to get words, uh, to come through or yeah. over, um, digital recorders to use high intensity microphones to hear to the other side. Yeah. Right. Technology in the, in the dead have been used for a while now. Even the old timey days back in Ed Lorraine's time, mm-hmm. Lorraine Warren's time of, um, using an old tape recorder. Right. Yeah. And then playing it back. Yeah. So. Interesting. Um, so on to the next stories. So the next stories are, of course, from Thought Catalog because they're some of my favorite. Um, they get their stories a lot from Reddit and they're also one of my favorite kind of like paranormal kind of, they're not like just a paranormal site, but they're one of my favorites to kind of look to when we're doing research. Um, and so they collectively put a bunch of paranormal call stories together. Um, it's called 24 Men and Women Share Their True Creepy Phone Call Stories That Freak You the F Out. And it was written by Eric Redding. And so if you guys want to reference that article, but here are some of the stories that he chose to share. Um, most of these are from Reddit. And yeah. So the first one up is the basement phone. Um, I use, and it's by Gene of Jogon. <laughs> Username. I don't know. <laughs> Jogon? Gene of Jogon, yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, anyways. Okay, so the story goes, I used to work in a building that had three levels of sub-basements, but the piece of lab equipment I typically work on in the lowest basement. I had the only key. There was a wired phone in there, and I didn't. I did work late some nights, but not this night. I was sleeping alone in my apartment when I woke up to a call on my cell phone from my girlfriend at 3 a.m. She was in she was in a hysterical state and asking why I scared her. Apparently, she received a call from this basement phone just a minute earlier with someone who sounded like me slowly repeating her name until crackling and fading out. My apartment was 10 miles away from work. I thought she was lying, but I saw the 3 a.m. call from the basement phone logged on her cell myself. Still freaks me the F out. Bum, bum, bum. That's scary. Yeah. I have you ever had any scary phone calls like that? No. There's one. Nothing. They really try to call me on the phone. There is one. Um, it, it it was just a creepy. It was just creepy. Like it it's probably a person on the other end, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where not only you have to worry about like the dead, <laughs> you have to worry about the living being creepy as hell too. And one of them, I know my grandmother has this thing where you can answer, like, your cell phone in your car. You know, like, it pops up on the thing. She has a newer car, so. Eh. Anyways, so, um, she answered the call, and it was just this, it started off this guy humming, and then you could hear him eating, but it, he wouldn't answer. And it was just a creepy feeling. Like, it was, just, I don't know, it was just a weird Ten to one, he probably butt-dialed you by accident. Yeah, but whoever it was had a creepy ass feeling to him i don't know um so we have another story called the phone in room 9325 
So here it goes. I used to work graveyard front desk at a luxury hotel. I have several stories of haunted rooms, but this was the best from that particular job. One night around 10 p.m., the swing shift managers were still there and I was manning the back office telephone answering guest questions. The phone rang from room 9325. He's not the real number, but he just said that. He just made up a number. Anyways. This is odd, I thought, because at the time, at that time, all the rooms in Building 9 had been stripped down for re. There was not even a chair left in the room, and the entire building was barricaded by a six-foot-tall construction wall. I answered the phone, and it was silent on the other end. I hung up and informed my managers, two women in their late 20s, and they decided to go to the building and make sure no one was in the building for safety. They came back 20 minutes later, but they were scared out of their minds. They go home after 11, and my phone rings again. Same room, same silence. This time I have to contact the duty manager or the only manager in charge of the resort at night. He's a housekeeping manager and I tell him what is up. He calls security and one of his employees to go up with I get a phone call from him a few minutes later. DM coming down, get the crisis keys. The crisis keys are the only hard keys we have that unlock the dead bolts on doors when guests have looked at, locked themselves in the room. Really? People lock themselves in the room? What the hell do you do that? I don't know. He gets the keys and 30 minutes later when he returns, he says that when he arrived at the room of security, the door was dead bolted and the connecting room was shut. He sat a security host outside the door and the employee by the connecting door while he came to get the keys from me. When he returned with the keys and unlocked the deadbolt, he tried to open the door but couldn't because it felt like someone was holding it closed on the other side. Finally, the door gave way and slammed open to an empty room. Nobody in the room. That was by user DISLP38. Imagine that story about it was on the news about the hotel that one of the rooms had heard screaming from it. Mm. And the security couldn't open the door. Finally, they busted through and they found the room like. Like everything, all the furniture was flipped upside down. Like Ew. it was like everything was smashed. And basically, like oh, a yeah, tornado I think I went through there. That. Yeah, I think I remember that. Because like, like security guard, he hears screaming coming from the room. But they, I, I mean, know. they said there was no guests. They didn't check that room out. There was no reason for anybody being there. And when they opened the, I mean, it was like that wasn't like on the first floor either. It was like high up there. Mm. They had no understanding of why. What in the world? Yeah. Okay. The places um, like that we go going to. Okay. Here is another story. Um, this is called Unknown Caller, and it's... I don't pick these usernames, guys, but it's, hey, by, Mother, it's by Mother Rucker. <laughs> Anyways. I'm a Mother Rucker. <laughs> okay, so back in 2007, my Nana passed away. My mom and my Nana had been practically best friends for my mom's entire life. My grandparents used to used to leave my mom at Nana's house when they went on vacation, so they both saw a lot of each other. They all lived in England until my mom moved over to the United States in 1989. She kept in touch with everyone, and she would call her mom every Sunday and Nana every... Wait, sorry. Her mom every Saturday and Nana every Sunday. My mom and Nana had a plan devised in which my mom could call her, would call her one Sunday, and then my Nana would call the next, and then my mom and then my Nana. I thought it had some something, and then Nana. I think it had something to do with phone bills, but it was pretty. I was pretty young, so I'm not sure. They would always call each other when it was exactly eight in the morning over here. 
but because Nana's clock was slightly off, she always called at exactly 8.04. Because she was calling from an unknown country, the caller ID would always come up as unknown caller. Unknown caller. Parentheses, don't worry, all of this information is relevant. So again in 2007, my Nana passed away, on a Tuesday to be exact. My mom and I stayed home and cried most of the week, and we made plans to fly over to England for the funeral the following week. But for the first time, first week, we were staying at home, and on the following Sunday morning, as we were eating breakfast, my mom looked over at the clock and noticed it was 8.02. She started tearing up and said that last, that, that, and she said that last time she had talked to Nana, they had planned that Nana would be the one to call, and if she hadn't passed, she would be calling in exactly two minutes. My mom and I were pretty teary-eyed again at exactly 8.04. I shit you not, the phone rings. We look up at each other, and I think it's safe to say I've never seen a more dumbfounded and terrified expression on my mom's face. She took the phone off its stand and pointed at the caller ID, and it said, Unknown caller. Now at this point, I could feel my stomach dropping into my butt cheeks in horror. <laughs> uh, a little funny relief there. Um, so I tried to rationalize it by saying maybe it's just a telemarketer, but my mom shook her head and answered the phone. I could faintly hear her. It was just static and noise for several minutes. Then it said something and I heard it click, meaning the caller had hung up. I asked my mom what was going on and she said it sounded like one of those scam car calls you could you'd get saying that you want a trip to the Bahamas or something. Only she couldn't make out anything that it was saying up until the last bit when it just said, enjoy your trip to paradise in a very cheery female voice and then hung up. Since that incident, a few other inexplainable things have happened involving my Nana. When my mom and I were in England for the funeral, my dad called and said that a book had been left on the top of the stairs. It was a children's book I hadn't read in years and had been kept on my bookshelf for the best part of the decade, but somehow it ended up laying open at the top of the stairs and it was a book my Nana gave. Interesting. Interesting thing. So, interesting. Because that's almost like a residual phone call. Yeah. Or yeah. like even a last goodbye. Like the fact that they heard, you know, enjoy your trip to paradise. It was weird. It's interesting. Mm. I've never had anything like that happen to me, so I don't know. I don't know what I would do. We've taken on demons, but yet we haven't got a call from the other side. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that, that. Yeah. And anybody that wants to look at more of these stories, because like I said, there is pile, like you can go into any of these stories and then, um, look at the comments and you'll have like 25 more. There is just like endless, um, the one that I did, uh, read that was creepy, not creepy. It was like a, it just makes your mind go like, you know, um, was that a girl had gotten her first cell phone. Her, she was very close to her grandmother and her grandmother passed. And um, it was a brand new phone. She took it out of the packaging and, you know, she had taken pictures throughout the day or whatever. Um, and she was looking back at the pictures and there was a picture on there of her and her grandmother. She doesn't know how it got on there. And her mom didn't place it on there. Nobody placed it on there. Well, in in theory, mm-hmm. um, or at least my theory, uh, when it comes to technology, especially cell phones, yeah, and phones in particular, the airways used to make calls and stuff like that. You know, it's funny. We've had phones since what eighteen hundreds. 
Mm-hmm. Um, late 1800s. And even to this day, to this day, we still haven't able to get a clear call as if you're talking to the person right next to you. Yeah. Grant, FaceTime and video calls can really amp up the uh, quality a bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking like literally talking to someone over the phone. It almost seems so freaking hard just to get a, you know, a decent call. Yeah. Not complaining or anything, but. Yeah. Um, but the technology used is still. It feels like it hasn't been updated. Right? To a point where it's, it's, is like 4K calling. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it still feels like it were like an air TV almost. Yeah. That's something I know what I call you on a phone. It's like, you sound like, you know, like you got like a heavy yeah. tone to your voice or it's like, it's like goes in and out depending on where you are. I kind of want that sound you just made as my text tone. Oh. <laughs> that sound? Yeah. Could you imagine being at the grocery store and hearing that people? Back, 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 back. <laughs> What the hell was <laughs> is that my voice? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, sounds like of a chicken at a talk show. Like- back, 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 I'm you took kidding. it too far. I I always take things too far. Apparently, yeah. No, being all right. Serious. Uh, no, the technology is in, in almost advanced in the last I don't know forty years, if not to the point where it is now. It just kind of carried it over. But my hope is that if it does come in more advanced, we either and I say lose the ability for you know paranormal calls, or it just gets more stronger. Mm. Right, because we're amping the the radio waves and such, so we're creating more powerful connection. Yeah, yeah. Think about it, like um, that's I guess another idea for an episode: haunted Zoom meetings. Like people like Zoom calling someone else, and there's a shadow walker thing that walks like oh, a yeah. shadow thing walks behind him or something. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Because that's the one thing. Continuing on, this is a little bit, but um, we kind of like covered the overall general topics of. A lot of paranormal subjects. So now we're kind of breaking them down, going in and breaking them down. Because, like, um, yeah. So, breaking them down into smaller subcategories, I guess. Have we reached that point? Yeah. <laughs> no, because, like, we are over 100 episodes. I mean, that's including, like, bonus and guest episodes. No. But, um... But yeah, so we said we were basically going to go in and try, and I'm and like I'm always searching for like new things that are being talked in the paranormal world. So you know, TikTok is easy for that. You know, they bring oh, yes. up, you start going down rabbit holes, and which I like to do. But um, it's funny. The more we dive in the paranormal world, the more stuff we find to talk about. There's a few subjects. Um, I don't know how far out there, by the way, the episode's already over. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know how yeah. far out there this conversation with Mike, and Mike is the one of the psychics on our paranormal team, would be if I brought him on for a paranormal, a bonus episode interview, just me and him. We kind of did before, but it wasn't, I want to get him like in here in our, in this room. Yeah. You know, instead of having noodle over Zoom or something like that. I already taking it to him, but he's currently going through a lot of medical stuff, so he's going to be up, up to it at the moment. 
when the last conversation I had with him really was really out there. And that's the thing. I don't know how far out there it would be for someone to hear. Yeah. Granted, everyone who's listening to us right now, you are average listeners, average listeners. You are enthusiasts into the paranormal. You want to know more. And so you listen to us because you're hearing a firsthand experience to a lot of the stuff that we talk about. Not everything we talk about, but most things we talk about, we have firsthand experiences with. So we're not spectators to the sport. We're involved. But even this conversation I had with Mike is too far out there for most people to hear, at least yet. So that's almost like a tease for a future episode. Yeah. But speaking of which, uh, future episodes, um, next week's episode is something that I've, I've talked about before of continuing, but uh, with more information than I have now, I feel like it's a perfect time to do it, which is the Shadow Walker Part 2. Yes. Yeah. And I have updates. And t- well, one, two reasons why I want to do it. One, because I have more stuff that I can do now. Yeah. And almost more understanding of how it works. Mm-hmm. And part two is we have a lot more new listeners. Yeah. Yeah. And then two, I just want to throw this out there. We normally don't like say the topics this far in advance. But after Shadow Walker, so next Monday is Shadow Walker, but the following. Uh, Monday. Monday is going to be listener submission stories, but on lucid dreaming. Yes, we because, have a few. Yeah, and we've had a lot of people, like, you know, like, contact in and tell us about their experiences with lucid dreaming. And, like, obviously we want to help anybody listening kind of connect dots if they, you know, dealt with that. And we'll probably um, do some research, too, about maybe, like, why certain things happen in lucid dreaming and stuff like that. So we'll give you more in topic. So it's basically dreams and nightmares, but going into just lucid dreaming and sharing people's experiences because yeah. it's bad. So that's, well, it's not, it's bad. It's just intense. <laughs> You're just like, whoa, what the heck? So next Monday, Shadow Walker part two. Yes. Where I go over, I'll, I'll do a little recap of how my ability works, but also I'll go in more depth of what I've learned since the last time I did that episode. Mm-hmm. Which I've done a few haunted update little things here and there, but uh, some of these things that I have just recently discovered um, really sits the bar out there. But yeah. um, I know some people are curious about how my ability works, but mm-hmm. also how it, rare it is. But um, yeah, I'll go more in depth uh, next Monday, and then the following Monday would be the listener submission lucid dreaming stories. Mm-hmm. So look forward to those. Yeah. In the future. Yeah. Um, as always, guys, you can f- catch our social media at Hidden in the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hidden in the Shaw 6 on Twitter, Hidden the Podcast 2 on TikTok, or links to all our social media. And always you can listen to us at Shadow Walker Par- oh, sorry, Shadow Walker. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Hidden in the Shadows Podcast.com. We also have links to our merch store. And also, uh, I guess for anybody new listening, we also are part of a paranormal team. Yeah. Called Shadow Walker Paranormal. Uh, we have an Instagram as where, as well, as where, as where, as where, uh, yeah, Shadow Walker uh, Paranormal on Instagram, uh, and you can send us messages or contact us through there if you want, but, um, yeah, so, uh, we'll catch your widows in the next one.
this monster song. 